Thanks for being here, everybody. It's a, I can't believe it's year 14, but here we are. Uh, I'm as excited as ever uh, about being the head coach at the University of Colorado. And uh, I'm ex excited as ever about the team we have coming back. And I think we've got a great combination of veterans who have kind of been there, done that, and have been through the wars, so to speak. And we've got some really uh, good newcomers, some good young talent in the program. So I think that uh, how we blend, you know, the, the old with the new, uh, certainly over the first, you know, month or two of the season is going to be uh, critical in, in, in our success this year. But I, I like the track we're on. They're a coachable group. They work hard. They're competitive. And uh, once we get all hands on deck, which we're not quite there yet, uh, I like where this team, I, li I like its, its ceiling. It's pretty darn high. So uh, the league is going to be good. As, as it always is, I think this year there's a lot of good teams in the Pac-12, a lot of good talent, a lot of good big guys. Um, so it's going to be a fun year. Last season, so what is it yeah. like to have guys like Javon and KJ back? Yeah, look, injuries are just part of college athletics. I don't care what sport you're, you're, you're coaching, you're covering. I mean, it's just part of it. So um, staying healthy for this team, you know, I think we do have some depth, but uh, – Again, once we get our depth into, into our, our, our bench a little bit, we're, we're pretty young. And so uh, you don't want to rely on the young guys too much. And, and to, in order for us not to rely on them too much, we're certainly going to need them. But uh, our veterans, th th it's imperative we stay healthy. And uh, you know, I, I cross my fingers every day when we come to practice and we, we walk off the floor and every, nobody got hurt that day. It was a good day. Even though maybe it wasn't a good practice, it was a good day. So... Uh, staying healthy is going to be key. Do you feel that you guys addressed all of the holes on the team last year when it comes just like a big man, maybe a shooter? Yeah, I, I do. I think, you know, look, as I look at last year's team, uh, you know, we turned the ball over too much. Uh, I think, um, you know, that's, that's on the veterans that are coming back to take care of the ball better. And we talk about that with the freshmen as well and the newcomers. But uh, and then we weren't a great shooting team last year. That's, you know, every, every player on our team has an off-season improvement plan. Um, and, and every single one of them, uh, shooting was on, that, was on that list. So I think we've got some guys that can shoot the ball better than they shot it last year in games. Um, I always say there's practice shooters and there's game shooters. Um, we've got some practice shooters. We've got, we got it now. It's got to translate to the game. And part of that is a function of shot selection and who's taken uh, the right shots. But uh, I, I think uh, we've addressed both those things in terms of our off-season improvement. And now we just have to commit to taking care of the ball and making sure we're getting great shots. And, and I think we got some guys that can make shots. Hi, Coach. Uh, we talked with Eddie Lampkin, and he said the big reason he came here is just wanted to play for you. He saw facets of Evan Batty's game and his game. Mm -hmm. What do you see in him and what kind of asset he's, is he going to be to this team? Well, Eddie, Eddie brings obviously uh, great size, uh, great physicality. He's got an edge and a uh, competitive streak about him. He's very vocal. Um, he, he, he's similar to Evan in his, in his body type, big and burly and strong. You know, he's a few inches taller. Um, probably doesn't shoot it as well right now as Evan did, certainly as a senior, but, uh, but he can really pass the ball. He's a willing passer, uh, great talker, great teammate, and he's a guy that we need to get healthy, and he's, he's uh, you know, maybe a couple weeks away. It's right around the corner. But uh, 
Eddie, Eddie brings a lot to this team, you know, physically and also emotionally. And I think that's what Evan was, right? Evan was an emotional leader. And that's what, that's what uh, Eddie can be as well for us. And uh, I know our, his teammates can't wait to see him, you know, on, on the court. And, and he's going to help our practices for sure. Hey, Coach McMiller, Fox 31. I'm interested, what has been your impressions of Cody early on and what expectations do you have as his career progresses yeah. his freshman year? Because obviously there's going to be intrigue just based on his NBA potential, but to yeah. help the Buffs win and also develop, what do you want to see from him? Yeah, uh, Cody's great um, in terms of his uh, approach to uh, being a freshman in this program. He's come in with great humility for a guy who's had all the accolades he's had. He's a great teammate. He's unselfish. He wants to learn. And, uh, you know, for us to get the most out of Cody this year, you know, that learning curve has got to – he's got to uh, conquer it pretty quickly. Uh, the good thing is he's very intelligent. He's smart. He's got a great IQ. He, he listens, he learns, and he asks questions. And, you know, you see – what, what I want to see and my expectation for Cody is, is just daily improvement. That, that's really what it comes down to, getting better every single day. It might be physically, it might be mentally, it might be you know, learning uh, what works and what doesn't work. I think he's learned a lot. I, I see where he was in June when I coached him with USA Basketball and where he is today. He's a much better player. You know, he's a, he understands the game more because it's a big jump going from high school basketball in Arizona to FIBA basketball at, at, the, uh, at the world level and then college basketball at the, at the, at the highest level. So Cody's going to be a good player. There's no doubt about it. It's just I want, I want the fans to understand that uh, he is, he's young and he's going to make mistakes, but he's going to fight through them. He's going to get better. He's going to be a heck of a lot better uh, come January and February than he is today. But that daily improvement is something that Cody and I talk about all the time. Hey, Coach, given the randomness of the NCAA tournament, can you mm -hmm. set expectations before a season about how far a team should go? No. I mean, other than, you know, you want to advance. And you want to advance, obviously, for, for this program to take the next step, we have to advance past the first weekend. And so that's – is that an expectation? Absolutely it is. Um, each team is a little bit different. Yes, yeah, when you get to – you know, that time of the season in March, and it seems like a long, long ways away, although it'll get here quickly. Um, what you don't know is your matchup. And that's why, that's why, you know, for college basketball, like the games we play in November, you know, sometimes people look at our, our non-conference schedule and they think, oh, you know, they need to be playing more power. Like the teams we're playing are, are going to be good teams, and how we perform in November affects – the seed you get come March and how we play in December. So, like, really every game matters in terms of preparing your team for that seed. Um, some teams are playing for NCAA tournament bursts and some teams are playing for seeds. And we'd like to be a team that's playing for a seed. Right now we're a team that's playing for a berth, as, as, as most teams are, because it's not given. Um, but I think as a, as a season goes, you know, each game becomes a little bit more important. And I think one of the things our veterans – I think learned from last year when you look at last year's team is is some of those early opportunities and Grambling comes to mind and UMass in the tournament comes to mind at Cal comes to mind you know we had some opportunities that we let slip away and now we're fighting and scratching clawing for an NCAA tournament berth that didn't come uh, we can't let that happen this year.
And that's so. Yeah, to be thinking about how far we're going to go. Look, let's let's just get there first, and then and see where we're at. But certainly, my expectations is I want to see this program, you know, get to the second or or even the third weekend of of March, and then we can have a lot of fun. Hey, coach, um, with your freshman class, just what stands out to mm-hmm. you most about them? The talent. I mean, when I see Cody, I see Courtney Anderson, who just today was his first practice back for, I don't know, 10 practices or so, how many ever he missed. Uh, I see Asan Jop. I see uh, Bangat Dak, who's um, uh, two young bigs that are really, really talented. And Courtney's going to be a great player here at Colorado before it's all said and done. So I see that, that those four guys. And again, we don't know how long we're going to have Cody. Um, that's a year-to-year thing. But those other three guys, great great core to build around and I think you know once November signing comes I can't talk about the guys we're going to sign in November yet until that day comes but you know we're going to stack another good class on top of this one and that's going to give us a good good base moving forward you know for this program because again I said this 14 years ago when I got the job we want to build this program the right way and for sustained success and to me uh, I know it's a different world out there today, you know, with uh, all the things going on. But I, I still believe in recruiting really good high school players, developing them, watching them grow, and uh, and trying to stay out of the transfer portal as much as we can. Obviously, we had to go get Eddie because of what you know what Lawson did at the end of the last year. So, um, if you got to do it, you got to do it. But I'd like to stay with high school kids if we can. Ted, you're you're well aware of this, but if you're going to make if you're going to compete at the top of the Pac-12 and make a run in March, it's going to be predicated on, on defense. So yep. is, is this team capable and are they willing that you have, have you seen so far? Absolutely. I, I would say yes and yes. We're very capable and they are willing. I mean, I think uh, our leadership, Tristan De Silva and Luke O'Brien are two seniors. And then also, you know, Javon Hadley was a junior and KJ Simpson and, and, and Julian Hammond, those five guys, I think they understand and and then I look at our young guys, their competitiveness. Again, when Eddie gets back in the fold, his competitiveness, because that's really what defense starts with. It starts with a, it's a grit and a will to defend. Uh, you know, I, I say this about Cody all the time when people ask about his game. You know, he's not just a capable defender; he's a willing defender. And I think we've got a lot of guys like that. We'll switch a lot of ball screens this year. We'll double the post. We'll trap some ball screens. We want to dictate the tempo of the game and the the uh, energy of the game with our defense. Right now, we got guys that are reaching a little bit too much and fouling a little bit too much. Um, but I like I, I like our willingness and, and certainly our capability. The one thing, if you see this team out there, we're long. We got great length um, with this team, and 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 it, it, length only helps you if you use it. You know, we get in a stance and you get wide, and we got a lot of guys playing defense with their hands at their sides right now. So we're still creating some habits there but I like the defensive uh, potential of this team for sure Mark. Ted you've had teams that have reached expectations you've had some teams that maybe have fallen short with the high ceiling for this team what's your thought about expectations how do you approach them how do you manage them? Yeah again my expectation is we get better we're better in in December than we were in November we're better in January than we were in in, in, in December and, and as it goes. So, because I think if you're playing your best basketball in March, you've got a chance to play uh, in the postseason. And again, if we take care of the opportunities in November and December on our schedule that we should take care of, we'll put ourselves in a position to be a NCAA tournament team. And so, 
that's our expectations. It's, they're not going to change. The standards that we have for ourselves internally are not going to change. We want to compete for a Pac-12 championship. Look, we won one our first year in the league. This is our last year in the league. I mean, it, it's only fitting we go out with one. Uh, but we got to go make that happen. It's not going to be given to us. And that's, that's, you know, that's my expectation, to compete for a championship and to get in the NCAA tournament and then advance and, and, and have some fun. So I, I, that's what I think this team's uh, expectation should be. Hey, Ted. I have two questions for you real quick. Um, I know you don't get to see the, the women's team play a lot because you guys are playing at the same time, but right. their office is right across the hall from you. How, how excited were you for JR and that program to get to the second weekend last year? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, I knew before the season started last year how good they were going to be. Now, JR, she's pretty understated sometimes, and uh, she doesn't like to uh, beat her own chest, but uh, I knew they were going to be good last year. I didn't know they were going to get to the Sweet 16, but I knew they were good. They've got really good guard play. They've, they've, they've got some really good bigs in their program. So, yeah, we don't get a chance to, you know, uh, break down film together or, or spend a lot of time together. But, you know, we'll, I'll catch an end of her practice or a beginning of her practice, and I, I watch as many games as I can. Uh, but I think she's done and her staff has done a great job of accumulating talent and building a culture and and uh, so I was extremely happy for them because it you know they've been they've been banging on the door here for a while and and to see them break through like they did last year was was great and then the second part of that is they have high expectations again because they mm -hmm. have so many people coming back you guys have high expectations are you excited for what this season could be for University of Colorado basketball men and women just combined absolutely yeah I mean you know I think uh when 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 your your teams are winning everybody's winning uh uh, it's it's fantastic. You know, I look at what Mark Wetmore has done with, with, you know, the programs that he coaches. He coaches a bunch of programs, but like what he's done and and the level he's done it at and the sustainability of that is like, when I think about that, you know, it's 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 humbling because it's like, man, he's he's done an unbelievable job. So you see Jr. You see Danny Sanchez with our soccer program or or Annie Elliott with our lacrosse. I mean. I'm pulling for all the all the programs here at the University of Colorado, and obviously Jr. and I, you know, we're in the same season, and we, again, we don't see each other as much as we'd like because when we're traveling, they're at home, and vice versa. But really excited for her program. Hey there, um, I'm not very observant, but I noticed that on your shirt it says "family" instead yep. of "Tad." <laughs> um, why do you want to? Start? I have two questions. First one is. Why do you want to stay out of the transfer portal and build through high school recruits? Why? I, uh, there's a couple of reasons. Um, one of the reasons is with the new NIL rules, it's a hell of a lot more expensive to recruit out of the transfer portal. Okay? And that's just a fact. You talk to any coach, okay? Um, that's not the only reason, though. The, 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 main, the main reason, I believe, is that there's nothing wrong with transferring. Transferring is it's a, it's been a part of college athletics the 30 years I've been a part of it. So it's you know now some guys had to sit out for 28 years and now they've been able to play immediately eligible for one year and 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 again not in every case there's there's legitimate reasons for kids to transfer but there's always some sort of in my opinion something that didn't work out at the previous place and what what was that and and that's not all we you know there's a lot of things you have to dig through in that transfer portal that you might 
be taking on somebody else's baggage. And I'd rather not take that risk if I don't have to. The one thing I do know about high school kids is when they come to college, they're wide-eyed. They want to learn. They want to be coached. They, want, they don't want to be coddled. And uh, they, don't, they don't all stay here. You know, we've had kids transfer out of our program. But uh, I like to watch kids develop. When I see Tristan De Silva now as a senior, and I have, you know, uh, recollections of him as a freshman and how far he's come physically, emotionally, mentally, academically, and to see him get his degree from Colorado. And then I was just talking to Bangot Dak, one of our freshmen here after practice today. I said, Bangot, like, his head is spinning right now. And I said, I just want you to watch Tristan Da Silva because Tristan's been in the program for four years. Like, he doesn't, he's not thinking out there. He's playing. That's where you're going to get. And so, again, the family portion of this program is the young guys come in and learn from the old guys. Well, when you tr- recruit from the transfer portal, you might get a guy for one or two years. You know, uh, again, not to say we won't ever do it. It's kind of like junior college players. Not to say we won't ever recruit a junior college player, but I'd much rather get young, young kids as freshmen. You get to coach them. You get to teach them. Our fans get to watch them grow and develop. They get to know them. Tristan has lifelong relationships now at the University of Colorado through our booster program, through our fan base that he wouldn't have if he's here for one or two years. So there's a multitude of reasons. Um, I don't know if any of them are good, but it's just one of the, it's just you got to be who you are. You got to uh, tr- be true to what you believe in. And that's, again, I never say never. I never say we're never going to recruit. I just would rather get a high school kid. The second question is uh, my memory's not very good either, but I think last year in the Final Four you had three programs that had never been there before. Yep. So we won't get into the Miami way maybe right now. But right. It's okay. <laughs> but a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah, there is. Um, do you th- think there's more opportunity was that was that just a one-off or or I mean yeah I don't the question is do you have to be Duke or Kentucky can you be Miami or you could absolutely you know you look at Miami you look at Florida Atlantic last year and those those programs uh they they were older and that's one of the reasons people recruit the transfer portals they want to you know there's an adage get old and stay old and and I and I get that you know um you're playing with 24, 25-year-old guys against 18, 19-year-old guys, <laughs> advantage the 24 and 25-year-olds. So I get that. I just think, you know, I look back to when Butler did it, you know, and they, they did it with, you know, some guys that they developed and grew uh, in the program. Uh, Wichita State, they, they recruited Ron Baker and Fred Van Vliet as freshmen, and they, grew, they weren't in the Final Four as freshmen and sophomores. Um, as juniors, they made a run, and as seniors – they got the final four. So there's a lot of different ways to get to where you want to get. I would love to get Colorado to a final four. I, 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 I daydream about it. I haven't had any night dreams, unfortunately. Um, but, man, I, you know, driving to the office or, you know, when you're and, – and, Mark, you go to the final fours, you know. You, you, there's a lot of people, you know, at the University of Colorado in our athletic department that have never been to a final four. Like, that's a shame because – it's a lot of fun, and to see the the unification of a fan base and an alumni base is is really special. And I don't I don't know if I'll be able to do it uh, as long as I'm the head coach here, but I'm gonna keep trying. And and I like this team, and I like you know, and again, you catch lightning in a bottle. Who knows what can happen? That's what makes the NCAA tournament such a special 
three-week uh, three uh, event. Hey, Coach. Uh, we saw Tristan De Silva make a big uh, leap last year. In which yep. ways have you seen him grow as a leader and as a player this offseason? Confidence. Yeah, without a doubt, Tristan is a confident player. He knows uh, he knows this is his team. He knows that uh, he needs to be aggressive for this team to be as good as we need to be. Uh, he's he's not afraid to open his mouth now. He's letting his teammates know what the expectations are, what they need to be doing offensively, defensively. He needs some help there. You know, he's going to get it from KJ. He's going to get it from Luke. He's going to get it from Julian, Javon Hadley. I keep going back to those five guys because they've been here and done that. But Tristan is is the guy everybody looks to, you know, and uh, he's going to be critical to this team uh, this year, both offensively and defensively. But I think if if you ask me what's the biggest difference, it's confidence. Coach, the older guys on this team had a heck of an older guy class when it comes yeah. to just like Evan Batty and things like that. Are you seeing them implement the things that maybe they learned from guys like them? Yes, and, and they're doing it in their own way. And it gets back to, 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 to Mark's question. You know, why, why do we recruit high school kids? Well, yeah, Tristan and, and Luke, when they were freshmen and sophomores, they had McKinley Wright and Evan Batty. I mean, who better to learn from you know, how to lead a team and how to compete every day than those two guys? And now they're seniors. And so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's, it's their time now. And I always – when I think of back to uh, – college basketball teams at Colorado that I've coached I got to identify with them because I'm not very smart either and I don't have a very good memory either but I remember senior years I remember Josh Scott's senior year I remember Derek White's senior year like and maybe I maybe it's a good memory maybe it's a bad memory but that's our and so this year to me is going to be defined by Tristan De Silva and Luke O'Brien because it's their senior year and uh, yeah so the, the again the young guys learn from the old guys and the old guys got to teach, and they got to set the example. Hey, Coach. Uh, just outside just now, KJ talked about how missing so much time at the end of last year kind of yep. gave him a renewed appreciation for playing. And he also talked about how far he's come in the weight room this summer. Are those two things an increased hunger and an increased physicality? Is that something you've noticed in the first couple of weeks? Yeah. You know, when I see, I see KJ climbing up into Julian, you know, full court, uh, defensively, and I see him climbing up into Cody and making Cody like uncomfortable with the ball. Like that—that's what KJ Simpson can do. And, and in order to do that, you got to be in great shape to pick up full, uh, full court. You got to—you got to be strong. And uh, we know KJ has always been fast and quick and very explosive offensively. But I think that defensive mindset that he can bring to this team can can really uh, benefit us this year. So KJ's had a great great summer again, uh, distributing the ball. And scoring the ball, finding that balance. You know, I talked to him about you know, when Spencer Dinwiddie was here and Derek White was here, two really, really good scoring guards, but they did more than just score the ball for us. They also distributed it for us. So finding that balance about when do we need you to get a bucket and go score and when do we need you to get Tristan a shot or when do you need to get Cody a look or when do you need to get Eddie a low post touch or Javon Hadley or whoever, um, those are the things he's got to start thinking about in terms of running this basketball team. Ted, you talked about building this program with high school kids and the transfer portal and stuff. There's rumors out there 
that there was some interest from other schools in Tristan Da Silva. There's a crazy number out there that what maybe one school had offered him this summer. When he comes back, if there was interest in him from other schools, what does that say about him? What does it say about your program? Does that make you feel good about where this program's at and the kids you have in it? Uh, it I couldn't couldn't feel better about guys like Tristan Da Silva. And yeah, there there's there's a little truth to those rumors. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I, you know, the numbers. One thing you can't do right now, I can tell you, is believe the numbers that are thrown out there because you never know what's true and what's not true. What you know is what kind of relationship do you have? Um, what does he want as he returns for his senior year? What's best for him? We Tristan and I started talking about that last year at this time. You know, going into his junior year, I'm having conversations with KJ right now. You know, as a junior, he's going to be a senior next year. Like, you can't wait until the season's over with. And, and, and you've got to rely on your relationship that you build with these young men and their families through the times that they're here. And, and if, you, if you don't have a relationship with Roots and where they really are invested in caring, you, you're, you're gonna, you can lose guys. Uh, but, but, look, the, the one thing that NIL – and the transfer portal has done is it's made our business a transactional business. And we are not in the transaction business. Okay. We are in the relationship business. We're in the education business. We're in growing into a family business. That's, that's the culture that we want to create at Colorado that I think we have created. And, and without that, Maybe Tristan doesn't come back to Colorado, but I'm thankful that he did. I'm appreciative that he did, and it, it, it's a testament to his character and what's important to him. And, and uh, you know, one thing I've learned in my life um, is every time you make a decision based on money, you, it can go wrong in a big way. When you make decisions for the reasons that are important to you and, and your, your value system, Things usually work out. Hey, Coach, you talked on uh, <clears throat> about improved shooting this year. I talked with Joe, and he talked about his mm -hmm. shooting at the uh, center position and the implementation of five-out offense. How do you think the transition to five-out offense this year from last year uh, will improve the offense and just the team in general? Well, I think the big thing, it'll, imp it'll improve our spacing. I think it'll improve our uh, ability to spread the floor and drive the floor. Uh, the only way... And the only reason we're doing the five out is because when I look at our lineups, when Eddie's not in the game, okay, and I see the personnel that we have, it makes a lot of sense. Now, when Eddie's in the game, we'll still go five out. But, and, and, and that doesn't mean we're not going to post the ball. Okay? It just means we're going to space the floor and spread the floor. And then we might – because we got multiple guys in this team. I think, I think about Luke O'Brien. You know, as a big six-foot-seven wing that can – he can get create mismatches. Tristan, we know, can do that. You know, Asan, uh, Bangat, uh, multiple guys can, can, can get down there and post up. So we'll still post the ball. We'll still, you know, play inside out. It's just um, we'll space the floor a little bit better, and, and, and hopefully it'll help our three-point shooting and our ability to get to the rim and, and get fouled. Hey, Coach, I don't know if it was quite 14 years ago, but a long time ago I remember you telling us if you could go back, you would have majored in psychology. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious how far you feel you've come in that department. I think I've come a long way. You know, every year you coach, you hope, you know, you get a little bit better, a little bit smarter. Uh, obviously there's no teacher-like experience, but I think, you know, uh, 
there, there are certain things as a coach now that maybe I let go, maybe I turn the other cheek uh, that I wouldn't have done 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. I just think you, you try to understand what are the things that matter. And to me, what equates to winning and what's going to deter from winning and what's going to help winning. And that, those are the things that I've tried to dial into and coach and, and uh, understanding young people and, 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 again, getting to know them, getting to know where they're at. Like, again, it gets back to why do you want guys for four years? Well, I look at Luke O'Brien. I see his body language. I see his facial expressions. I see Trist. Like, I know what they're thinking. I know what they're feeling. And guess what? They know me, and they know what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. And, and so that understanding of each other is really what psychology is all about, right? you got to understand what, what makes people tick, what makes, makes them uh, uh, play to their best of their abilities. And that's my job as a coach is to, is to make sure that happens. And it's not always a one-size-fits-all. So you got to know each kid and their temperament. And that's what our, our staff, I think, has is, is done a good job of. And i, I got to mention our staff. I don't think our – I don't think my assistant coaches get enough credit, uh, quite frankly. Um, you know, we don't, we've got three former head coaches on our staff. Mike Rohn, uh, Rick Ray, Bill Greer, all have been head coaches at various levels. Um, and and they are, uh, they're a great help, you know, to me and to, to our players. And we talk about that when we recruit kids. If I'm out recruiting or if i got to miss a practice, I'm sick for a couple of days, and our team's in good hands. We we got we have a, a great great coaching staff in my mind, and I don't think they get talked about enough. So shout out to them. Okay. Thank All you guys. Right.